The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children. Anyone who saw a flooded semi-truck on I-94 and thought, mm, my Miata can still get through that puddle, or my mother, mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Prone Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. I'm Sir Arcane. And I'm Lansing Mike. And it has been wet, damp, rainy here. Tornado-y. There's tornado warnings. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I got got to explore the basement of a bar that I'd never been in that basement before. Oh, fun. I was with with friends on the... We were at um, a... Oh, well, Salas Center, which is the... LGBTQIA community center here in Lansing had an open house yesterday which uh-huh. I went, and I made a really cute tote bag because there was an artist who had made this really nice screen print of a unicorn and it was pride <laughs> and it was wonderful and um and I met some friends there because they wanted to support it and then tornado warnings came up and they're like uh could everyone go to the back room where there's no glass windows and we're kind of in there it's like how stable does this building seem and it's like eh, Maybe. Yeah, but, building stabilities in the news recently. <laughs> oh, God. Just down the block was um, NBC. Um, it used to be Michigan Brewing Company, Midtown Brewing Company now. I don't know. It's a brew pub. Um, we're like, well, we want to get food. It's raining. There's tornado warnings, but why not be in a restaurant instead of a, <laughs> a semi-crowded community center where everyone's a little nervous? And so we went over there, and the doors are locked, and we're like, oh, that was a mistake. But then a guy opens the door and it's like, oh, we're all in the basement. It, it, there's beer. And we're like, okay. We'll, we'll take a, a, a basement beer. <laughs> yeah, well, mostly I'll take the basement. Uh, the beer was fine. And I ran to someone I knew there and we were chatting. And then they're like, after a bit, it's like, okay, um, we can, you know. It's like they, they were saying, we can't really do serve anyone because all of our staff is downstairs right now. So, you know, we're kind of on pause. So. After that, we went back up and had a lovely dinner and conversation and, and more beer. And um, that, that was after. It was nice because, you know, I'm trying to see on my phone what's going on. And my weather things don't tell me enough details. It's like, okay, there's a tornado warning. I hear sirens. Where's the tornado hitting? My weather app should, should show. Yeah. Didn't have a TV. But then when we got upstairs in the, the restaurant, there's a TV showing us what's going on. And so I'm like, okay. I, and also, I can see outside. I'm the kind of person who, like, oh, tornado warning? Let's go out onto the balcony and look. Because, you know, uh, that's my mom and I. We're, we're the kind who are like, oh, we want to see what's going on. We need, we need to be witnessing this. We can't just huddle in the basement, which is my aunt's reaction. She would she'd be in the basement screaming at us to get downstairs while we're on the balcony scanning to see if we can see something. Yeah, <laughs> and no. that, that is my way. <laughs> Yeah, it basically moved from Eaton Rapids to Holt, then out towards Owasso. And so we were really close to it. As such, I live on the garden level of this three-story apartment complex that was built in the 1970s. It, it It was built late enough that they did not have to include a lead 
paint disclaimer mm-hmm. in my rental contract. So yeah, sometime in the seventies. Yeah, outside our door, around the the laundry equipment was, yeah, all the people living on the second and third floors oh. because yeah, it was, it was passing right by us and really heavy rain, really fierce winds. A couple of uh, branches came down and blocked some roads, but yeah, no, no property damage that I can tell, and no hail or at least not enough to to dent the car. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, I realized that, yeah, I don't, I can't remember too many tornado warnings or even watches here in the Lansing area. I mean, um, it's funny because I was with friends who, uh, had, uh, come up, uh, moved in from Missouri and, mm-hmm. you know, I can't remember what sections of the country deal with what disasters. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, tornadoes. And she's like, yeah, we, we we're from tornado alley. And it's like, you know, that we, we, we know tornadoes. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> well, not good, but you oh, know. But, yeah. And, and Michigan tornadoes aren't, can't get as big as the tornadoes that you can get out on the plains. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because our server was from Massachusetts and, and she's, she's not tornado aware. She's like, <laughs> Oh, this is really cool. This is neat. Oh, why is everyone nervous? Oh, maybe I should be nervous. And it's like, okay. Yeah. She might be hurricane aware, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I was reading on, um, on Twitter, a snippet from uh, the New York times of 1939, Mr. Smith of long Island had saved for a long time to get an Abercrombie and Fitch barometer. He got it, opened it up, and the needle was stuck on Hurricane. He tried to get it to work. He dashed off an angry letter to Abercrombie and Fitch telling them what piece of junk the barometer was that they sold him. He posted it, and by the time he returned, his house was gone, as was the barometer. Hmm. That sounds spurious. <laughs> Possibly, but <laughs> but the most thing that you know, I think the most interesting. So is this the Abercrombie? So they were. Is this the clothing company? Did they take the name from? The, so it sounds like they're an instrument making company. I believe Abercrombie and Fitch back in the day was more of just a general department store. Oh, okay, like a Sears or a, a, yeah, Woolworths or just a general yeah. Yeah, and oh, okay. And then they decided, you know, kind of like how Ford has decided that we're only going to make trucks now. They decided that clothing was. Their most <laughs> we're only going to make clothing for muscular twinks. Okay, <laughs> got it. We, we have a we have a focus now, a very right. precise focus. And of course, I read it on the internet, which means it's it's a hundred percent accurate. Yes. Right. But, okay. No, I mean it seems like one of the stories just too good to be true. And uh, uh, they, they at least got the formatting right for, uh, yeah. <laughs> for, for mid-century New York Post. So. And I'm sorry, I hear the term, you know, I hear Smith and I think, hmm, alias. <laughs> uh, What's his first name? John. John. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also doing that for memory. And yeah, I don't have the tweet in front of me, which <laughs> used his actual last name, but cool. or a, a different last name. I just pulled Smith out of the air because that's what I could remember. Anyway, ah. uh, so yeah, my adventures that were detailed uh, in the previous episode have continued um, nice. these past two weeks. I'll start with the lovely boy from Eaton Rapids. We had initially planned... A week ago Saturday, 
to go to Creek Ridge and introduce oh. him to all of the beauty that is Creek Ridge. Mm-hmm. Problem is, a week ago, Saturday, it was raining buckets. No kidding. But Sunday was nice and clear. We were like, hey, do you want to go out there on Sunday instead? Uh, probably be a bit less crowded, but you know, we, we can still have fun. So he's like, yeah, m- meet me at the parking lot of this one bar in Eaton Rapids. I'm like, okay, I, I will meet you there at this time, and I'll take you out to, uh, to the campground. He got to meet just a wrung-out, sweaty mess. And I'm like, what happened to you? It's like, oh, it's a brisk hour walk from my place to this bar. I'm like, yep. really? Wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I could have picked you up closer. He's like, yeah, but there's not a lot of good places around Eaton Rapids to pick somebody up. He said between his house and the bar, there's, yeah, not that many general parking spots. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And, okay, now that does make me think, it's like, so does, is this on the down low for him? Like, could you not show up at his house? He was not comfortable having me show up at his house where he currently lives with his parents. Okay. So I'm like, I, I could respect that. Um, oh yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah p- p- parents are a thing so um mm-hmm. yeah a- anyway we went out to creek ridge over some nasty construction you know it, it said road closed to through traffic but the road never completely closed and okay. i just had to slow down to five miles an hour where they had dug a, tr- a trench across the road and mostly filled it but hadn't tarmacked it over yet so yeah, got tr- there, showed him around, hopped in the pool, and ran into Doc and his husband. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So I got to introduce my my new boy to Doc. Got to see some drunken gay shouting and drama. And I'm like, oh, must mm-hmm. we? Well, it, it, it it's a gay cr- campground on Sunday. Um, and Doc actually suggested the name that, that we can refer to, that he agreed that we can refer to him by uh, on this podcast of George. So, no, okay, but so Doc suggested the name of George, George. for the, your friend who you had just picked up and brought. For, for the, the new boy from Eaton Rapids. Okay. We'll call him George because he's a tiny, furry little monkey who, who just, when we were in the pool, he just grabbed onto my back and held on to me the entire time. Yeah. And I'm like, that that works both as, you know, the, the monkey curious George. And also, I will love him and hug him and squeeze him and name him George. <laughs> yeah. Very, very affectionate. Wants to be hugged and squeezed and touched and kissed all the time. And I'm like, yes, please. I, I can absolutely do that for you. After, you know, more than a year of COVID. Yes. Human contact. And so yes. it's very desirous of human contact. That that sounds pleasant. It, it it was very pleasant. Stayed in the water for a while. Uh, then we then I introduced him to the game room on the back forty. Got him in the sling, and gave him a pleasant working over. We had a few observers there and mm-hmm. a few other participants who got in on the fun. Uh, and yeah, milked a, a nice nice thick load out of him, mm-hmm. which was delicious. <laughs> And then back to the pool where I got, I don't know if you can see it on the Zoom, but I got 
a rather nasty sunburn on my forehead and nose, but uh, ouch. Yeah, week later it's mostly peeled off. So, uh-huh. so yeah, I got got to remember to spray the face and spray mm-hmm. it down some more. And or hats, hats can be very effective. Uh, I have to figure out a hat that would work well in the pool. That yeah, spending most of the time in the pool. I don't want to wear my uh, my trademark hat, the black leather with the no, no, fr- no. friendly pup in a chlorinated pool. No. Um, but yeah, maybe come up with get a pith helmet, maybe <laughs> something with a wide brim. But uh, yeah, so no, it's, that sounds nice. Yeah, I've yet to make it to Creek Ridge this year, and I'm I'm kind of shooting for maybe the weekend of the, the Bear Weekend, which is July 11th, 9th, 10th, 11th, okay. somewhere in there, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know some people are going to be there for that, and um, you know, and I like I know some weekends, you know, sell, sell out completely like the glow weekend you know it, that yeah one. glow weekend is completely sold out no even, day, even passes. Get day passes yeah um but you know generally i think most you know i, I imagine there's uh, some other holiday weekends that might get that full but generally the weekends i'm going to go for i'm sure that they will have uh you know primitive tenting still available that seems mm-hmm. to always be the you know they always say well we're full up when they still have spaces because you know people think of camping and they think, well, I need to have my electricity and my this and that. And I'm like, no, I just need space. I, I need electricity so I can, I can sleep safely. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's my limitation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was there, I did ask them um, about the bunkhouse and mm-hmm. they said under the COVID restrictions at that time, they were only allowing two people in the six-man bunkhouse and it had to be a single party yeah it effectively became a third cabin for seventy dollars a night for the two of you rather than a hundred or i think the other one's 75 um but yeah it basically ended up being a third cabin now that the covid restrictions have lifted should be able to get in renting just one of the bunks uh for 35 dollars a night which, cool. Yeah, it. You know, I figure that's, you know, that's ten bucks more than the combo pass, and I've got a spot to keep my stuff and catch a disco nap when I start flagging around seven o'clock. So, I'm I am thinking of doing that not this weekend coming up for two reasons. One, it's July Fourth weekend, yeah, uh, yeah. At, which means they are probably already completely sold. Well, for some about. The bunkhouse has probably already sold mm-hmm. out, uh, but also there is a uh, a party that I've been invited to on July third. Um, so we will. I, I'm, I may be able to report on that party in the next episode, and of course we got First Friday coming up, and we'll oh yeah see yeah. who shows up because of the Fourth uh, of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Doc said he'd be there this time because cool. um, he has he has to stay in town. So he'll be there. I'll probably bring uh, George along. Oh, cool! Um, for it, and um, it'll uh, it'll be cool but... to put a face with the stories. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking yeah. of First Fridays and yes. people at First Fridays, I think you have some more gossip about uh, someone else. I I do have some gossip about someone else that was that was at First Friday. I I have spent some more time with the pumper gentleman. Uh, who was at that last first Friday. 
he recently purchased a sling from Fort Trough and mm-hmm. wanted to have somebody help him try it out. Nice. And I'm like, hey, I've got 20 years experience with that. And I've seen your toy collection. You've got some, the toys you have and that you take reasonably comfortably are larger than my fist. Hmm. So yeah, I, I can get a hand in you. Would you like a hand in you? He's like, yes, please. So in since the last episode, I have been over to his uh, place twice. Had he been, had he done fisting before? He had not done fisting oh, cool. before with anybody, okay. but he had been using, you know, good size toys. Um, so yeah, looking at the, cool. at his toy collection, I'm like, oh yeah, you'll, you'll be able to take a, a, a fist if that's what you want. And he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to try something new like that. I got my hand in him and was able to get, get in reasonably deep and quite mm-hmm. comfortably and milk his prostate really well. After the last time we played, he sent me a message later that night saying, I tried to jack off. I came, but nothing came out. You must have really worked my prostate well. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. The pumper gentleman who I don't have a name for yet to, that is approved for use on the air. Yeah, he's very different from George. He is not nearly as affectionate he's not as big on the hugging and touching and kissing it mm-hmm. it's very much no we're, we're focused on the hole we're going to work the hole we're, we're doing pumping we're going to focus on that i'm like okay that's different i can work with that he also introduced me to his Eastim box and set me up on that and that felt really good i wasn't able to to get off from it but i enjoyed the ride of it all, we had cranked it up a reasonable amount, enough so that afterwards, I, for a while, I still felt the tingle of it all. Uh, and so that, that was you know, pleasant, still feeling that, that tingly for the drive home. He will likely be at First Friday again as well. He recently got a pup hood, and he is interested in exploring uh, what pup is? And I'm like, oh, okay, pup. I know. <laughs> there's there's someone I've talked to. Yeah, I, uh, the topic of pup hoods came up with uh, someone I recently met, but their reasoning for it was they were thinking I might like to do an OnlyFans, and it's like, but you know, I don't want it to impact on my future career choices. So you know, it's like, yeah, wearing a mask. It's like, yeah, then I those pup hoods that could really work. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean that—that's so an I, option. That's so why I had a well. No, I we had a whole we did a whole business model for his uh, <laughs> OnlyFans career that was more I think uh, intellectual than actual because well, first of all, OnlyFans might be uh, trying to get rid of the uh, sex workers. Yeah, that, yeah, that I heard that. Up, yeah, that, that that basically they OnlyFans was built on the backs of sex workers, and now they're like, oh, we need to be respectable, so some billionaire will throw us money. It's like fuck you. No. Yeah, that's that. what happened to Tumblr. And, like... and so it was, just, it was kind of delightful to talk to. And, and also, it's, it's very interesting because we had an interesting conversation in that uh, about the, what the definition of open means in open relationships. His, his definition was, eh, I would say, a little far afield uh, because, according to him, he's, he's always, you know, he has a, a partner, but okay. he's, like, he's like, no, I'm not, we're not open. We're not open. And like, okay, 
But then he's talking about, yeah, we had an, a time where we were broken up and he slept with this really hot guy. And it'd be interesting to see if he wants to invite that guy in for like, you know, some fun. And I'm like, I thought you said you're not open. And he's like, I'm not. It's like open is when, you know, you're seeing someone and you each of you go out of the relationship and have fun separately. If you invite someone into your relationship, that's not open. And I'm like, yes, it is. And he's like, what? And it's like, by most people's definition, open is opening up the relationship to any parties, third, fourth, fifth. If you invite a third into your house, in your bed, that's being open. And his eyes got wide. And he's like, oh, no. And it's like, so, so he was very sad by that. And he's like, oh, that's bad. Because um, A, he spends telling uh, his partner that they're not open. So he's thinking, what are all, the, what's all the fun that I've been missing out on? And, <laughs> yeah. The other thing is he was thinking, I was telling him, it's like, so if you're telling everyone you're not open, but they're seeing you being kind of slutty with inviting others in, they're probably thinking you're just a, a two-faced slut, two-faced jerk. Uh, that you are saying one thing but doing the other. And he's like, oh, that too. And it's like, yeah. It was it was a bit of confusion. Yeah. That, and then I thought to myself, it's like, am I defining it wrong? Or is a new generation have its own way of... No, no. The yeah, more people I, I talk to, it's like, no, open is how I'm seeing it, a bit more than how he was seeing it. So Yeah, I, I can't speak to the, the new generation and the young folks, but there is a continuum to open mm. you know open for you might just mean yeah the, the two of us have the occasional three-way or it might mean that oh yeah we we go off we have a companionate marriage and we just fuck other people uh and you know that takes care of our sexual needs and we don't oh, catch yeah. feelings for them and we just to, return to, home. yeah um, the, the idea of openness has lots of meanings but to me closed yeah. Pretty much has one meaning, which is committed, exclusive monogamy. Yeah, yeah, not open being, yeah, monogamy, fluid bonded. Mm -hmm. Hey, more power to you if it works for you, but. <laughs> and honestly, the definition doesn't really matter for the most part, except you and your partner need to be making sure you have the same definition for that. Yes. That, yeah, that's that, the one, that's... that's where it matters. Your actual you know, your actual partner that you are, you know, your primary or who, as long as you've squared with them, what open means or what everything means. And you know, yeah, what, what the bounds and rules for your relationship are. Even, I mean, even the term of sex, it's like, you cannot have sex with other people. Cool. Define sex. I know there's a, uh, some people of the younger persuasion actually view blowjobs and anal sex as not sex because mm -hmm. sex is only penal vaginal penetration. That can lead to some very mis huge misunderstandings yeah, huge, when you have those different. So the important thing is the square up and match notes with the, the people in your life that you're going to be fucking and you'll probably right. be fine. Or I'm part of a, a pan kink group where there are several couples with only one kinky partner mm -hmm. and they've come to an understanding that yes, you can have a BDSM scene with somebody else. Somebody else can tie you up and spank you 
and do all sorts of horrible things to you as long as they don't touch your genitals. That's the, the one thing. And or, or, or fuck your ass or, or kiss right. you. Yeah, no, there's no, different levels of what's yeah, not. No, no penetration, no gentle touching. And they said, you know, after she has this intense BDSM experience, we fuck like rabbits that night. It works for them. And hey, more power to you. So <laughs> as long as there's the, the, the understanding. The, the, the communication of what you are comfortable with and that agreement, self-knowledge of what you're really wanting and going for, and then the, uh, the communication to spell it out to each other so you avoid misunderstandings. Yes, we, we do want to uh, avoid the misunderstandings. I had half of a something... So you had lovely monkey fun and some pump fun and 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 some electro fun and um, I I got to try a new product from the Butters Hygienics Company um, available at getthebutters.com. I have been using this past week the Dilf Trace Butters Body Cleanser Bar. Their uber moisturizing, luxurious, detergent-free body cleanser bar infused with the DILF scent, essence of damn daddy, bold, powerful, chill, irresistibly welcoming, hypnotically desirable. Packed with moisturizing mango, shea, and cocoa butters, plus coconut oil and glycerin. This is the cleanser bar you need. We have been uh, sending quite a few people to the butters, and they wanted to show their appreciation of all of our hard work, so they sent us a DILF gift pack, which included the, the DILF Trace Butters Bar and another bottle of the DILF Beard Oil, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in there is DILF Perfume and the DILF Scented Body Moisturizer slash Lubricant. So we'll probably be, refu- be reviewing those in upcoming episodes. Uh, I need to hand those out so that <laughs> All of the members of a Harry Prone Companion uh, can enjoy something. Yeah, I've been using this cleansing bar. It suds up really well in city water. It smells like the beard oil. It, it is the same scent, not nearly as intense, but yeah, it's the, the pleasant scent that I kind of think s- smells like donuts. And, and who doesn't want to smell like a donut? Well, uh, and my only trouble with the, I have not smelled it yet, but when you describe me when you say dilf i think dill which is a lovely scent (laughs) i don't know if i want to be spreading it on my nethers but (laughs) but it couldn't hurt it's a great scent well and and you think you know what what better than a a pickle scented dick it just seems very appropriate (laughs) but no i know it is not gherkin yeah yes yeah it's dilf not dill Dilf. yeah you can start with that and it's like oh dill (laughs) (laughs) uh the the butters of course also has uh, other body scrubs facial masks and sexual lubricants and beard oil the dilf trace butters bar uh can be yours for only nine dollars and use the promo code harry at checkout for uh, 15% off your order and free shipping. Once again, that's thebutters.com. Use promo code Harry for 15% off your entire order and free shipping. 
I do have one, one cautionary story about Butters products. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is completely my fault. This is no shade on, on their products. So when I took George out to CRC, I brought along uh, one of their jars of their shea butter lubricant because I had purchased, mm-hmm. I was running low on the palm grease and I'm like, I want to try all of their lube. So I got the sampler pack and I brought, I brought the shea butter with me out to CRC. And I left it in my backpack in the mm. sun. Mm. And it kind of, the viscosity kind of dropped all the way down to water and kind of leaked out of the jar Ooh. and into my backpack. Oh. Yeah. So I, I can't. So that was uh, two, two mistakes of leaving it in the sun and also not securing it. And, and, and yeah, also, yeah, not, like not, not tightening the lid enough. The, the lid was tight, but then again, the lid is also designed for it in a much thicker state. So once okay. it got all the way down to water, it started to leak out. Okay, um, so so that's mostly on you, but also the packaging. You know, it, it's a solid, but it could liquefy. It, it it could liquefy in high heat and direct sunlight. And okay, yeah, it's so yeah. I not, not so much a criticism, careful. more not so much a criticism, more of a be aware, and also be aware, <laughs> and also in, you know informing them. So maybe this is something that they you know different type of bottle, different type of seal, because you know most most bottles do seal tight. Yeah. So <laughs> it, yeah, it, it might have been partially me because yeah, because uh, I had opened it up, you know, I'd opened it up, I'd used it on the boy, I put it back away, mm-hmm. put it in my bag with my clothes. And mm. then at the end of the day, I pulled the clothes out and I'm like, oh, mm. that's a grease stain on my shirt. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I count that mostly as, as my fault. That that's, <laughs> that's me not thinking about what I put in there. And I'm like, last time I brought J loop there, in addition to having it in the bottle, I also bagged it up. It, mm-hmm. in a plastic bag to be sure it's you know i'm like i don't want the j loop leaking out i didn't yeah mm-hmm. no i didn't think oh yeah this might leak because i yeah i was thinking of it at at the butter level viscosity that i'm used to not thinking about what butter level of viscosity is at 90 degrees in the sun <laughs> which is yeah, yeah. Um, now i i don't really have any exploits that have happened to me we go, but I do have like I I think that maybe yeah next weekend there's my my friend was like hey what's your schedule next weekend I'm like uh, pretty open so there could be some fun uh the only real thing I did was I yesterday I just had wanderlust and I went to nearby town for some shopping and I got lunch at a place that I like a lot while I'm waiting for my food I bring up the grinder it's like oh let's see who's around this new town <laughs> and you know, get you you turn it on and you're the new face and suddenly it's like there's four people like hi 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 and i feel bad in a way because i'm not looking i'm not you know <laughs> they're 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 what are you doing? You know, what are you, where are you going? Uh, I'm like, I'm just traveling through. Sorry. Just get waiting on my food. Now there was one who I think, I think, you know, he's cute. 
he sent me, you know, he said, uh, oh, do you have a nice dick? And like, first of all, what kind of question is that? Basically, that is the question to get a picture of the dick. You right. know, that right. is the answer to, do you have a nice dick? Well, here's what it looks like. I don't didn't have any easy dick pics to send on my phone while I'm sitting there in a public restaurant. <laughs> so I think I said, well, the people, the guys I fuck have no complaints or or seem to like it. Something dummy like that. Uh, and I said, well, do you have a nice ass? Which then I got some I got ass got all the ass pics, yeah. It's like, cool. <laughs> I go, well, when I'm back, when I'm off the road, I can send you something. You know, got back home, loaded up some, sent him a couple, <laughs> and then promptly he disappeared. Blocked her. And I'm like, <laughs> again, another reason why just Grinder is just such a fucking wasteland. Either... Now, he had no location set, so it could have been a scammer just trying to get pictures. It could have just been someone who saw the pictures and, like, that's not a nice dick. And (laughs) (laughs) block. So it's like, fair enough. Everyone, you know, everyone has a different definition Definition. of, I guess. So, and mine didn't match his, or who knows. But yeah, just that kind of interaction, it's like, ouch, that. That's not not pleasant or not polite. That that that's the grinder rule for uh, of this episode is be nicer. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if, if you see it and it's like, oh, I don't actually, I don't care for that too much. Then just continue the conversation, but keep it unsexual, and then just ghost eventually. Don't just like block. Yeah. Make it obvious your intentions. Like be polite. Yeah, you. You might have better luck on Growler or Scruff. I've never. I'm on those too, but I've never heard, at least not recently, anyone with a positive grinder experience. That just about everybody I've talked to has said it's a vast wasteland. Well, they, I think they all are, but I think Grinder's the big boy on the block, so I think that that's the one that people are more familiar with and as such it draws more attention from scammers and bots and assholes yeah Rowler and, and, assholes. and scruff i think are a bit more focused it still can be some jerks on there but i think generally it's a bit more real people trying to real hookups yeah mm-hmm. got the occasional obvious fake ad on there where someone is like i think to myself wow this feels like grinder <laughs> but or they just have a better scrubbing because it's a smaller group or company maybe they just have a better time of cleaning out the the chaff of scammers and bots maybe yeah but i do my do uh, i'm in discussions with someone on scruff actually it seems very local it's funny because their pictures are all very different so it's like okay you're not that old to have that wide range of different looks, you know, over, <laughs> these, are, these are not pictures that scan, you know, span decades. So it's like, okay, what's going I, on here? <laughs> I don't know which one's the most representational, but you know, they're obviously the same person, but angles, lighting, who knows thing. I, I mean, the other trouble with me, when you say like having worse luck on grinder, I'm never the aggressor. I'm never the one who says, hi, how's it going? It's always passive on my end. It's like, who actually, says hi to me so i think i get more again probably because it's scammers and bots more action right. on grinder but you know this person said hi and it's like ooh, they're local and they 
they're cute. They're studying to be in the same kind of field that I'm working in. So that's something to talk about. And also <laughs> when they like list list interests, they're like, ooh, gaming. It's like and it's like tabletop gaming. I'm like, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Even if, if we've never fuck, we must we must we must talk face to face and talk of work and nerd stuff. <laughs> play play a game of settlers and, and compare notes on work stuff. No, 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 no. Not board games. Tabletop role playing games. Oh, okay. Play when, it. when I talk about gaming, I'm always exclusively talking about tabletop role playing games with paper, pencils, and dice. Board games are they're nice, but to me it's like uh or in console games, no. So that, so, that's my uh, definition of openness with gaming. It's like, no, it has to be. I don't want to say D&D because that's like the Kleenex of role-playing games. Everyone says D&D. It's like, uh, it's an old D&D. Pathfinder or Monster Hearts or Bluebeard's Wife. So so many, so many. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. The, the entire Powered by the Apocalypse line. <laughs> Those fun. There, there's so many games out there and it's just, it can be, yes, exciting. Moving on to uh, the expert portion of our show. Um, yeah. Oh, well, 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 actually, sorry. One more one bit more. of Go ahead. gossip. It, we need, we need to acknowledge it. Maybe I realize now, maybe this should have been the expert portion uh, today. I think what the 52nd anniversary of the Stonewall rebellion. Yes. yes and the very day we're recording. This is June 27th, uh, which is kind of, no, it is the start of the modern gay liberation movement. Yes. New York cops raided the mob-controlled Stonewall Inn, and on that day for, well, partially because Judy Garland had passed away earlier that week, the queens there said, no, we're not going to roll over today. Mm-hmm. We're, we're pissed off. We're going to fight back. And yeah, as the shirts and the signs say, the first pride was a riot. And yeah, it was a riot against, you know, the cops. Yes, being in a gay bar was technically illegal. Hmm. Wearing clothing not of your not of your assigned gender was technically illegal. They had Which had is not an excuse because yeah. earlier in our country, slavery was yeah. technically legal. So yeah, 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 legal, legal legal does not mean moral or right. Just right, because yeah. a law is a certain way does not mean it's right or even should be obeyed. This was, you know, the Stonewall riot, the birth, and it it is telling that it was drag queens and and transgender people of color that kicked this off. These mm. were the people who couldn't hide, could not blend in comfortably with polite society. And these were the people who had the least to lose. At that point, they said, they said enough. no, and they fought back. <laughs> enough, yes. Yes, they, they said enough is too much, and, and we're fighting back. Dan Savage observed recently that it was the drag queens and the hairdressers and the ballet dancers who came out and made it safe for professional football players to come mm-hmm. out rather than the other way around. Yes. Yeah. So we talked about this a bit on our previous episode about kink at pride, right? Mm-hmm. 
that's part of why I like I still like seeing the drag queens and the leather folk at Pride. The the Kingsters and and the leather folk were on the forefront. They were the vanguard along with the the dykes on bikes and such. Those who couldn't hide, who or wouldn't hide. Maybe or, they could. Or, yeah, who they're who like wouldn't no, hide. I, I'm making this decision to be out, even though it's going to give me nothing but shit from society in general. But I need to be true to myself, and society in general is fucked, and I need to let them know that. <laughs> right. That you know the punk act of rebellion of being yourself, letting your freak flag fly and showing the world we're here, we're queer, get used to it. And that there are a good number of us pride wise. You know, I, I was reading a stat on the internet again, hundred percent accurate. It said that it's estimated that, approximately 3.5% of Gen X currently self-identify as some form of, we'll use the term queer. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that's Gen X and we lost a lot of queer Gen X members in the eighties and nineties. So, you know, need to take that number with a grain of salt. And it compared that with, 30% of Gen Z uh, are identifying as some form of queer. So, yeah. Either people are more comfortable truly expressing themselves. Sometimes it might be a matter of them actually knowing that they are queer. I think there's a lot of people who, especially people who are on the bi spectrum, were like, I'm no, I'm not going to pursue right. a sex relationship because I can, oh, I've met this wonderful person of the opposite gender that I'm clicking with. And, you know, that I'm getting all this, you know, societal reinforcement of going for that mm-hmm. and may never, may never, may never realize that uh, they're queer because, right. but, you know, I, I, and again, who knows, probably not real, but there was this uh, wonderful tweet about a young woman came out to her grandmother and was defining gay as like, well, I like to look at, you know, women's butts. And the grandmother's like, oh, we all look at women's butts. They're nice. And then her sister said, I've never looked at a woman's butt. And then the grandmother later called the person and said, you know what? I think I might be kind of (laughs) gay. Way to go, grandma. And it's like that is one of those beautiful stories that probably didn't really happen. Probably not. But again, this idea of like, oh, I can appreciate the female form when I'm a woman. It's like, yeah, there's a yeah. bit of queerness to that. Accept it. Right. Uh, but back then, it was just not not even something that was on their radar. But I think the other thing is, too, is these these surveys that have the percentages, yeah, I really need to see how yeah, it was it, delivered. Because there was a famous survey that quoted that I think it was 1% or a tenth of a percent of the population was gay. And the conservatives were all like, see, this group isn't that big at all. We shouldn't give them rights, which also is bullshit. It's like, yeah, it, it, it should it be should, based it on how, much. how big we are. Yeah. But they found out that what well, was a random phone interview with strangers saying, have you in the past six months, have you been exclusively gay? And 
this small percentage said yes to that question. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're going to be truthful with that kind of question to a rando on the phone. Also, exclusively gay in that time period. Yeah. Even gay people might have a thought or something or I haven't done nothing in the last six months with anyone and therefore would have to answer no. So yeah, that was just not a, yeah, a I, I didn't, question I didn't for see, that. Yeah, I didn't see enough on the survey to see their methodology, but the phrase self-described was used in there um so and you know another thing that i think contributes to that is a greater awareness not only of you know homosexuality the the spectrum you know bisexuality awareness of people being trans but also a vastly increased awareness of asexuals and that that is a thing mm-hmm. it, it's a thing and it is a part of this same pride umbrella you know because it's not your standard straight and um, i mean and that's one thing i noticed at the salad center they had this whole table full of buttons it was a button making station but they had and they had cutouts of so all the flags so many mm-hmm. flags and i'm standing there with my friends trying to explain well this is the philadelphia pride flag and these colors were added recently and it's doing and then also uh, like that one's the bi flag and that one's the trans flag and these are all different ones that i'm not completely familiar with yeah, <laughs> but here, there was, here, here's at least the, the ace flag here's the non-binary mm-hmm. flag here's the pansexual flag yes. here's the intersex flag one of the people who helped inspire me to create a hairy prone companion I, and, and I, I want to get his name right. He now has a YouTube channel, a Twitter, and a TikTok mm-hmm. uh, called Ace Dad Advice. And his name is mm-hmm. Cody DeGalorians. He identifies as... That, that, that is an actual glorious name. Yes, I'm glad you got it right because that is a great sounding name. And I could understand why you had to remember. I, oh, yes. Okay. but Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to get it right um, because he and his ex-husband had a podcast called bearded fruit mm-hmm. and oh both, yes okay i remember that yes before yeah. before the changeover of phones that used to be on my podcast right thing so and, and they they were you know part of the ones that you know convinced me to to do a podcast mm-hmm. um but you know at the time that they were recording bearded fruit cody identified as purely a gay man uh, and it took him years to realize that what he really was was asexual and homoromantic. Mm-hmm. And that caused some issues in his marriage. But now he is embracing the the asexual label and has this has is giving out ace dad advice. He I believe he's in his fifties. Um, has a nice thick gray beard, you know, is rocking the daddy look and is providing, you know, this advice as an elder ace to the young ones who are trying to figure out, you know, am I ace? What does that mean for me? You know, how do I live my best life as an asexual person? And he's writing a book and, and has gotten a contract to publish it, uh, 
nice. going to be out sometime in 2023. And I, you know, I retweeted that announcement. Yeah, I will push that once uh, once you're able to throw money at him. <laughs> I will that, recommend that as well. I think an important part with labels, there's forever there's always the person who says, Oh, I don't believe in labels or I don't like labeling. I don't like being pigeonholed or, but I think for every one person who feels that way, I think there's multiples who are like, yes, please give me a name to what I am. Right. And that will give me so much power over determining my own life and figuring myself out because we can't, we can't, you can't figure yourself out until you've actually realized that there's something there. Right. Right. I mean, you know, think of, think of all the people who, Think of all the transgender individuals who, back in the day, it was the terms were transsexual. So it was all about the mm-hmm. you know the the reproductive organs and what you had, or cross dressing. It was just about it, th- these were all elements of it, but they maybe didn't really hit the right the right thing that you were or you felt. But there was no way to define yourself. So so yes, please, many labels meant meant you know many options so you can actually kind of fine tune and figure out exactly where you are on all those in all those names which i think can't hurt (laughs) right and and we need to let these names and these groups be descriptive rather than proscriptive well that was a big thing with when i used to work on the hotline one of the issues was if someone says that they are transgender the thing to do is to ask them what they mean by that. Like mm-hmm. a caller says, well, I'm transgender. You were supposed to, that was to, oh, an opening, uh, a situation where you said, okay, could you explain to me what, what that means for you? And even though then whether they describe it, it might, you might in your own mind say, no, 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 that's actually this. You don't correct them because that's, that's their definition. Right. right. Go, it's like openness. What is your definition of open? <laughs> what is your definition of open? Yes, well, and it's good to like get those terms and also like yeah, not say, well, this is what it is. We've made this list of things. Tell me where you fit on it. It's more like open. It's an excuse for a conversation to say, tell me about yourself, right. which and, is such a powerful. It, it, that is such a powerful tool in conversations. Like, tell me about yourself. Tell me what you feel. Like opening up to other ideas. Yum, that's right. sexy. And and it's also, you know, a, a wonderful shorthand um, mm-hmm. as these labels become more disseminated. You know, yes, I'm gay and 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 you have this this general idea and you're both hopefully starting from the, the same. We're starting in the same general area and then we can define down to exactly where each each person is through further conversation and it works for every group because if someone says oh i'm christian well what the fuck does that that's a massively huge group yeah yes it's like it could mean that you are truly following in the words of christ and love everyone or doing your damnedest best to social justice or it could mean that you are oh no everyone who doesn't believe this very specific denomination is going to burn forever and we have to tell them that it's like it, it encompasses both of those yeah. and so many others. But yeah, it's important to ask, well, when you say this, what do you mean? <laughs> when you say you have a closed relationship, what do you really mean? And they're like, oh, you accept oh. thirds. Cool. Cool, that. <laughs> well, and and just for myself in, in my own evolution, you know, in my teens and my 20s, and even going into my 30s, I very much thought of myself as exclusively gay you know, all, all about 
masculine, you know, the hyper masculine, the dick, all of that. As I'm in my 40s now, I am helping a non-binary person online explore their more feminine side. I, I've enjoyed pornography starring trans men, and you know, I'm I'm exploring more of that. I in casual conversation, I will still call myself a gay man because that is at the moment the best fit of all of these vague labels. I'm I'm not ready to call myself bi. I will call myself gay, you know, partly because I'm married to another man. <laughs> and, and that's a thing. But these labels, they are not static. People change and understand who they are better over time. And different things turn your crank differently as you age. I think that's, a, you know, kind of bringing it back to pride. That's what pride is wonderful for, where you get to see so many other people expressing themselves differently. It's not all, you know, if you want that sanitized pride where, you know, all the, you know, all the lesbians are in flannel and, you know, are the stereotype and all the gay men are in polo shirts with popped collars. Okay. I'm dating myself with this. Uh, (laughs) You have this image. And if you just see a whole bunch of people like that and buying your rainbow brick and brack, that's, that's something. But also I want to see all, you know, the, all the, all the various flags and who's marching under them. And I see it all so that a, you can see that it's out there to maybe think about your own self, but also mm-hmm. have a chance to talk to them and say, what is this? Like, honestly, I have yet to really fully grasp or understand, you know, ace, demisexuals, hemisexual, mm-hmm. all these variations, aromantic. I, I've, I think I've seen definitions, but they've never cemented. And it's like, and I know I'm somewhere on that spectrum myself. I, I say, you know, I also usually identify myself as a gay man. But I know it's, it's, there's many more shades to it. And I, I need to learn the definition so I myself can like formulate and figure out, okay, what's, what's the longer label? Yeah, I, I will, uh, I, I'll, I'll get you the uh, links for, um, and I'll, I'll include them in the show notes as well oh. uh, for, for the ASTAD uh, Twitter uh, oh, and YouTube cool. page for, for anyone who thinks uh, Am I? Could this be me? Well, could be. Here's a resource to learn more. You may be. It's just like kink. It's like, could I be kinky? And well, try it. Yeah, give it a shot. See, see how well the the kinks fit you. See how well these labels fit you. Maybe maybe start with the cheaper ones. That if it's not your (laughs) thing, you haven't sunk a whole bunch of money into a full uniform leather uniform outfit. Not, not. I actually know no one like that, but. I, I could see it. I could see someone just, oh, this is a thing. Hey, we need to buy this. Wait, yeah, we need to buy everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, obviously. I'm that way. I'm I'm that way with uh, games. Oh, there's a new role playing game. Oh, it has a screen and cards and especially dice. Yes, let's buy it all. Will I ever bring it to a table? Probably not. But I have everything. <laughs> You've got it. Or. or- yeah. Oh, puppy! I I need to buy a hood and knee pads and and fist mitts and a tail and a harness and and a bowl. A show and... tail and an insertable tail and a bar tail and yes, and in, in, in many ways I can be a cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the the worst I've when it comes to you know a a full leather uniform, the worst I've seen of that is oh I'm I'm gonna dump a couple thousand dollars into a leather uniform. 
and then lose 50 pounds. Ooh. And I mean, well, both of those things separately are great, but yeah, put them together and like, oh, I got to get it tailored. <laughs> I have to have several inches taken in on the shirt and the pants and and or the resale value. I there's some there's yeah. bound to be someone that size out there who wants a full leather uniform. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, leather you can pass down through yes. You know, uh, through the generations. Okay. Um, well, first of all, sorry that I completely hijacked oh. your... You had a topic in mind, and I completely hijacked that for, because I thought, that, oh, maybe we'll just discuss, you know, just bring it up. And it's like, no, it turned into a topic, but, you know, it is the season. <laughs> it, it, it It is the pride season, and my topic is uh, evergreen, and pride is more timely. Also on pride, and I wanted to get this out somewhere, mm-hmm. I saw... The, the finale of Pose, mm, mm-hmm. which, you know, a, a, amazing, uh, amazing show that not enough people have watched. And in it, three, you know, three trans women of color are at this bridal boutique and are refused service. Electra Abundance just reads the owner for complete filth um, while flashing a, an American Express platinum card. Uh, you know, you know, this card has no limit. We, I can buy out your store if I want to. And yeah, she, she had the funds to back it up anyway. And it got me thinking, I'm like, Vera Wang, are, are you still making wedding dresses? Trans women of color, bridal magazine. You know what your next cover should be? Trans women of color. And not in June, not for pride month, just some random October you know, have, have a trans woman of color on your cover. And I do hope that all of those women who were in Pose and did amazing work f- for these past three seasons get more work. <laughs> that is my wish to, to the universe that, yeah, casting managers um, hire these very talented women. So, and, and hire them. I mean, first of all, I, it's one of those things that I think, for the casting it's like when you have a trans character i think we're still early enough in the thing that you know cast a trans person as a trans character yes they're actors you can be different but right now that you've been overlooking them for so long give them enough love so they they're actually playing those parts on top of that also be casting them as women because they are women they are women so and also actors and damn it (laughs) they there's talent so and people are like, well, is that fair? And it's like, you know, so a trans woman could be cast as a woman because they are, but also yeah. a, as a trans woman. But a woman shouldn't be cast as a trans woman. It's like for now, for, because, for now, for now, because for, it's for been her. not going that way for so long. So you know what? A generation of just doing it, and then and then once it's not an issue, yeah, then cast your 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 yes. Yes. Do it. Do it the way you've been doing it forever, anyway. Um, no. Uh, so, so uh, that was uh, crafting. It's easy. I nothing. I've done nothing. Yeah. No. I I have not done anything myself. Yeah. The the new job has taken up a lot of mind space. I need to crack open the the books I have gotten. Get inspired and break out my. Uh, See if I can find it, at least my uh, cabling needle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I want to work on the cabling patterns and the more interesting 
uh, knitting patterns in, in the complete book of knitting from the 60s that I have mm-hmm. and just have those techniques and practice those techniques. Even yeah, I if I just end up making, you know, interesting pot holders at this point, I, I want to practice. But you practice. Um, that, I think that mine's not even that far. Mine is I need to, yes, organize the, the books and tools and materials for just everything and then say, what do I feel like pursuing and pick, <laughs> pick one and do it. So that's uh, crafting. Um, well, I'm, I, this is almost gossip again, but uh, just before we started, I got a message from my friend because we were discussing getting together in a weekend and then we got a little saucy and mm-hmm. I have not opened it yet, but I think it's something that could be fun. And oh yes. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yes. He sent a lovely, oh God. Yes. He has such a nice dick. Such I'm nice be, anatomy. Yes, and it's a great picture too. Just oh my god, it's everything in it. Because <laughs> there's like a head thrown back, and obviously something like eh, pleasurable. And oh, and there's so many books in the background. This is like the perfect porn shot. Oh God, <laughs> yes, this is nice. <laughs> so so thank you very much if if you are listening. And makes for wonderful radio too. <laughs> I, yeah, sorry. I'm not, this is not getting shared with anybody. No one else could see this but me. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so, uh, the, uh, but what was it? Uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh, I bet you there's a dirty picture in this message. Uh, I'm going to wait and actually reveal it on the podcast. And I'm glad <laughs> I did. So I was like, nice, nice. So, yes, please, you know, not just people we're fucking, but, you know, all of our listeners out there, send, Send us dirty pictures. You, we, you hear it. We always say it at the end. Do it. We do always it. say it at the end. And we'll praise them online. Okay. And we'll be nice about it because, you no, don't share negative shit. If someone has the yeah. decency to send you, if someone has a decency to send you a picture of their dick, treat it with respect, even if it's not your thing. God damn it. Okay. Unless you're a woman and you didn't ask for it, then yeah. Then, yeah. Then, uh, we, we are requesting dick pics. Yes. Yes. This un- is completely un- consensual. Dick pics. Yes. You read them for <laughs> film. You, 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 you bring up every, every nasty thing about that dick possible. Um, uh, if, if they, yeah. If, if, if you did not ask for it, yeah. They, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. No. Yeah. No. Unsolicited dick pics. Yeah. No. I, I will criticize everything, <laughs> including the background. Um, upcoming events 4th of July uh, weekend is coming up so that's first Friday uh, Mm -hmm. a couple of days from when this podcast goes live Esquire bar starting eight ish Um, I don't know I mean the 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 restrictions on dining and all that stuff expired on the 22nd I don't know but each business can still pursue whatever policies they wish I don't know I'm assuming S. I have no idea. I don't know if Esquire is we'll, back we'll, to. The, we'll see what Esquire. But we'll find out. Doing. We'll find out and report it. Yes, um, I'll probably end up walking in there wearing my free dad hugs face mask just to be polite. Uh, oh, oh, I'm taking a mask. I'm still masking up for all the rest of the summer in any public space at first because just reasons. Um been invited to a play party the following day um i will report on that what i can uh and then i think i might have two 
I think but, you're on that I, list, yes. But I'm bad about checking things and getting back. That's one thing COVID has really robbed me of is actually responding to stuff in a timely <laughs> fashion. I mean, not that I was ever good at it, but I'm even worse now. So yeah, that's probably something I need to deal with this week to at least give regrets because yeah, that weekend I'm pretty pretty scheduled, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, the, the host did realize that I'm scheduling this for a holiday weekend. Not sure how many will show up, but mm-hmm. everyone who does will have yes. a, a grand time. Uh, and then the DBC in exile, effectively, um, mm-hmm. that went to last month. There's another one of those uh, coming up in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am looking forward to that. And hearing rumors that maybe sep- end of August, early September, mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Bondage Club official mm-hmm. may be back online. So, okay, yeah, we're, we're looking at. Uh, yeah, either late summer or early fall mm-hmm. um, for that. And it, it'll be nice to get back in the clubhouse and, and see all those guys again. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And the ones that I saw at the uh, mm-hmm. DBC in exile party. And yeah, looking forward to having a lot more fun with the rest of the summer. And hopefully not every single weekend will be rained out so I can get back to CRC. Yeah. At least the forecast so far is rain every day till next Thursday. So it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Rain. Well, I mean, we, we need the rain. The, the river and lake levels are low. Um, perhaps not so much at once that our hmm. freeways turn into rivers as well. Um, oh, yeah. But... Or, or the, the, the skunk that, was hit on the road in front of your house that was kind of one lane over and not somehow has washed into my driveway. Ooh. Discovered that this morning. I'm like, great. That's unpleasant. And on that yep. note, we're <laughs> out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, project photos, or dirty pictures to sir.arcane at harryprone.com or lansing.mike at harryprone.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Please be sure to listen to our friends on the internet, the Sewers of Paris, Gage, Linoleum Knife, and Off the Cuffs. Thank you so much for listening. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.